0: The offense continued to click, but the defense, well, that was a different story. We'll break down the defensive failures against the Canucks and look ahead to Saturday's game in Montreal. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Friday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Lots to get to on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode Feel free to send us an email. The email address, as always, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave us your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Isles, And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so please join me for instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to interact with Islanders fans game time or any time. I am frustrated. I'll be honest with you, I am frustrated. There is no way. The New York Islanders should have lost this game to the Vancouver Canucks at UBS Arena 6 to 5. It just should not have happened. And look, you're you're at home number 1. Number 2, you have a day off in between games. The opposition is playing a back to back. Number 3, they're traveling you know, from Vancouver, you know, on the west coast of Canada, all the way east to Long Island, that's a three-time zone difference. You've got that advantage. They're also playing their backup goaltender. You're playing your starter. And, oh, by the way, you have a 4-2 to two lead in the game, and it all falls apart. Islanders fall by a final score of 6-5, to five. and... So many reasons for this loss. Uh, We'll start with Ilya Sorokin, who normally, uh, on most nights, is the best player on this team. Against Vancouver, he struggled. And look, Ilya Sorokin is human. He does make mistakes. He's going to have the odd off night. And last night against the Canucks was one of them. Allowing six goals on 34 shots, a a number of them no question he would want to have back. But I don't blame Sorokin as being the primary reason why this team lost. You want to know why this team lost? Defensive breakdowns. Not just like one or two, but real defensive breakdowns. And, you know, not being able to clear your own zone. Not being able to skate the puck out of your own zone. Handing the puck to the Canucks on too many occasions. And what did we talk about when we were previewing this game on yesterday's show? We mentioned that Vancouver can put the puck in the net, but they're vulnerable defensively. Well, the Islanders... Didn't tighten up defensively. Vancouver got their goals more than you would want, and the Islanders scored two. But 6 5 is the way Vancouver wants to play, not the way the Islanders want to play. You look at the statistics in this game, and officially, the New York Islanders had 22 giveaways. Now, look, NHL takeaways and giveaways. They're a little hard to follow sometimes, and I think there were more than 22 instances where the Islanders gave the puck away, but officially, 22 giveaways in this game. Four for Josh Bailey, three for Scott Mayfield, two each for Ryan Pulak, Samuel Bolduc, Alexander Romanov, and Kyle Palmieri. 22 giveaways is more than a giveaway every three minutes of the game. You are not winning too many games when you're coughing up the puck at that rate. And to me, it was just frustrating to watch because the Islanders got away from their formula. They are a defense first team. And yeah, Lane Lambert loosened things up a little bit, gave the the defenseman the chance to pinch a little bit more. That wasn't the problem. It wasn't like they pinched and got caught. It was just more like they were sloppy with the puck, lazy in their own zone. They took some lazy penalties, including two penalties by Adam Pellick that were just ridiculous. Some bad calls also. I thought the call against Zach Parise was kind of silly. And the call against Samuel Bolduk was questionable. But overall, just some lazy penalties and poor positional defense. I mean, one goal, it it was uh, just, you know, two defenders going behind the net. Neither one of them. I think it was Mayfield and Romanov on that particular uh, shift. They both go behind the net. Puck ends up in front of the net. Easy tap in for the goal. The old thing, you know, the the, the thing about this trade for Bo Horvat, and you knew they weren't going to win all 30 games after this trade, so I'm not concerned about that. But the, the thing is, a trade like this is supposed to take the, you know, you didn't give up a lot on your roster. You gave up Anthony Bevilier, who... His homecoming is something we'll discuss in a few minutes. You gave up Anthony Bevilier, who was not the best defensive player. You gave up Atu Ratu, who was only here for a short time and, again, wasn't known as a great defensive forward yet. But you kept, you know, your strategy and your your primary we-win-with-defense-and-goaltending first roster together and you added a goal scorer, that doesn't mean you try to win track meets. You still try to win instead of 2 to 1 or 3 to 2, maybe you can win 4 to 2 or 4 to 3, but you don't want to start getting into a track meet. And you know, when you score 9 goals in 2 games and you're the New York Islanders and you don't win one of those games, you know, you score 5 goals and you're the Islanders, you should win 99% of the time. Didn't happen. The effort wasn't good. How many times did the Islanders score and then quickly give up a goal? I mean, it's 1-0 Islanders on Palmieri's goal. 39 seconds later, it's tied. The Islanders take a 4-2 lead on the goal by Bo Horvat that counted. Less than a minute later, it's 4-3. You can't do that. Things like that, it kills you every time, and unfortunately, it killed the New York Islanders. We have got more to discuss on today's show. We'll talk about the Anthony Bevilier tribute and uh, his moment in this game. We'll talk about the unsung hero and the goat of the game, and we'll preview the upcoming contest Saturday in Montreal against the Canadiens, so all that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sportsbook in America I'm talking about FanDuel, and if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download the FanDuel app now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll, end, you'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from money lines to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. And the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at fanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner. Of the NFL so let's talk Anthony Bevilier Uh, I think the Islanders did a very good job of uh, the video board tribute to him in the first period and and Bo took it well Uh, you know the fans gave him a nice ovation standing ovation his teammates or former teammates certainly appreciated what Anthony Bevilier gave to this team during his tenure here and what a good teammate he was. And Bo clearly was moved by the presentation and the reaction. <clears throat> it was a nice little moment. And look, if you're uh, if you're Anthony Bevilier, the fact that you end up putting home the game-winning goal in this game, uh, doesn't hurt, let's put it that way. So, Bo uh, had a goal. It was the final goal of the game. Three shots on goal. Played almost 20 minutes. 19 minutes, 42 seconds in this game. His first goal is a Vancouver Canuck. I thought he may have tipped the first Canucks goal by Oliver Ekman Larson in the first period, but they did not give him credit for that. It may change, but either way... A strong game for Anthony Bevilier in what was clearly an emotional time and place. And I think the change of scenery is going to be good for Bo. And, you know, the opportunity to play on Vancouver's first line will benefit him. Meanwhile, for the Islanders against his former team, Bo Horvat, one goal, one assist, a plus two. Uh, wins 10 out of 18 draws and has four shots on goal. Only Brock Nelson and Zach Parise with five each had more. And, you know, one good thing I will say. The Islanders scored five goals in this game. Who is credited with those five goals? Horvat Barzal, Nelson Palmieri, and Noah Dobson as of right now. So, who scores? Four of your top six forwards and your number one offensive-minded defenseman. That is the kind of scoring that this team hasn't had all season where the scoring chances and the shots are not being taken. How many times on this show have I said, oh yeah, Anders Lee had two shots on goal. Brock Nelson had one shot on goal. Matthew Barzal didn't have any shots on goal and went down the list of our top six forwards. That wasn't what happened now. And that shift, I think, over time is going to benefit the New York Islanders a lot because... In order to win in sports, whether no matter what sport it is, if you want to win consistently, if you want to make the playoffs and go on a playoff run, the, the, the cliche is your best players have to be your best players. And before this trade for Bo Horvat, at least among the Islanders forwards, more often than not, we didn't see that. Well, we've seen it so far in the three games since Bo Horvat was acquired. And, you know, one guy who really does seem rejuvenated and playing at a different level since this trade is Matthew Barzal. Barzy, not figure skating as much, not coughing up the puck as often, and he is just... Red hot right now, putting up points. He had a three-point night, goal and two assists in the game. I think the the Palmieri, Nelson, and Lee line, while it hasn't been as dramatic in recent games, the pressure is off them because other teams have to take notice of and pay attention to Horvat and Barzal. And, you know, their game a little bit better. How do, you, how do you explain J.G. Pajot? Poor guy can't buy a goal right now. He is struggling, and that's a shame. I'd like to see him uh, just get off the schneid. It's been, what, 16 games now since he scored a goal. But overall, the offense is clicking, doing what they need to do. Now you got to get the defense and the goaltending straightened out. And if I am uh, Lane Lambert... You know, I'm talking to my team a lot about get back to basics, get back to Islanders hockey. As far as our unsung hero and our GOAT of the game are concerned, um, tough one for the the unsung hero. I think the GOAT is easy. I'm going to go with the defense. Just as a unit, if I had to single out one pair, it's the Mayfield-Romanov duo. But overall, I think the defensive unit did not play up to their potential. So I'll I'll go Romanov-Mayfield, but I I think really all six defensemen, more or less, uh, maybe with the exception of Pelik and Pulak, should be the goats of the day meanwhile as far as an unsung hero i mean barzal had three points so he would be the the hero but the unsung hero to me of this game uh gonna go with kyle palmeri who had uh three shots on goal had a goal seemed to uh, had a blocked shot which is not something you see from him Every day, And I, I think, again, just played a solid overall game. But realistically, the defense on this Islander team, you can't give away points like this. We know that this is an uphill battle with all the games in hand that Pittsburgh and Buffalo and Detroit have on the Islanders. And when you're up 4-2 to two at home against a team that's not in the playoffs, you got to clamp it down. These are two points that the Islanders are going to want back, two points that really cost them, and hopefully something that they can overcome. Uh, got to turn it around, can't let it bother you, get back into the groove, and start really getting the job done Saturday in Montreal. Speaking about that, when we come back, we will have uh, a full preview of that game, plus a, a very skilled and popular goal scorer from the late 80s into the 90s is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Let's see if you can guess who that is. We've got all that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast so saturday it's a matinee twelve thirty in the afternoon by the way uh islanders will be in montreal to face the canadiens and uh, uh montreal right now has not played a game since january 31st they lost their last four games uh, lost to Boston-Detroit, and then lost a home-and-home home against Ottawa. So the Habs are struggling right now. But they're also either rusty or very well-rested, depending on how it looks. Look, this Canadiens team, they're not a very good hockey team this year. 29th in the league in goals scored. 28th in the league in goals against Last in the league on the power play with a 15.6% conversion rate. 30th in the league on the penalty kill with 72.8% success rate. Last place in the Atlantic Division, uh, 7 points behind the 7th place team. So that's not going to get the job done. This is a a rough season for the Canadiens. They... More or less, we knew they were kind of trying to... uh, I'm not going to accuse them of tanking, but they were trying to get a a good draft pick and uh, a lottery pick, and injuries really have slowed them down this year. And even if you look at it right now, Sean Monahan on the IR, Yuri Slavkovsky, IR, Brandon Gallagher, IR, Jonathan Druin, Jake Evans, Joel Armia, Uh, all on IR. Cole Caulfield missed their last game. Uh, We know about Carey Price not going to be back this year. There are just so many injuries that this team has dealt with, and they weren't that talented overall to begin with. Uh, Their goaltenders, Jake Allen and Sam Montembeau. Uh, Allen, has started 29 games. He's 10-17 and two with 3.58 goals against, 8.91 save percentage. Montembeau a little better, 3.19 goals against, 9.09 save percentage. He is 10-10 two. So we'll see who gets the nod. I'm expecting Semen Varlamov to be in goal for the Islanders. Cole Caulfield leads the team with 26 goals, but he's only got 10 assists, so he's a Cy young guy at 26 and 10. Nick Suzuki leads the team with 40 points and 24 assists. This team just really is struggling right now at both ends of the ice. If we look at the line combination, Suzuki centers Rem Pitlick and Josh Anderson on the top line. Kirby Dock, Evgeny Dodonov and Mike Hoffman are the second line. From left to right on the third line, Chris Weidman, Christian Dvorak, and Jesse Yelonen. And then on the fourth line, Alex Belziel centers Michael Pezzetta and Raphael Harvey-Penard. On defense, Michael Matheson and Justin Barron are the top pair. Uh, Arbor uh, Zikash and David Savard. The second pair, Jordan Harris and Jonathan Kovacevic uh, Kovacevic are the third pair. Yeah, that's a mouthful. And then Jake Allen and Sam Montembeau are the goaltending combinations. I think the Islanders' offense should be able to get off to a good start. And the key for the Islanders, number one, get better goaltending. And number two, resume playing strong defensive hockey. I I think that the Islanders got a little too comfortable with their 4-2 lead on Thursday night against the Canucks. Can't do that Even if you're playing one of the lesser teams in the league as far as the standings go with the Canadiens, Montreal still has some players who can do some damage, and any NHL team can beat you if you don't play your game. I mean, Montreal's won 20 games this year. 20 times. They were better than the opposition, came out ahead of the opposition. The Islanders cannot take them lightly, and... When you have a sloppy game like the Islanders just did, you got to tighten things up and get back to basics. And let's hope that Lane Lambert does just that. Interesting move, by the way. Uh, that Lane Lambert that they, they uh, had Sebastian Aho as a healthy scratch. Bolduke was out there. I don't think Bolduke played poorly, although I don't think he played, you know, particularly well. But none of the Islanders' defensemen did. But I liked the move. I think Bolduc deserved to play. And I think Ajo's inconsistencies in his own zone are a good reason to bench him. And if he was out there, I'm almost afraid at how many goals the Islanders might have given up. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And uh, we're a day early. Saturday will be the 56th birthday of former Islanders winger Derek King. First-round pick of the Isles back in 1985, 13th overall selection in that draft after a 57-goal, 106-point year in his final year with the Oshawa Generals. And he joins the Islanders at the end of the 86-87 season for a couple of games. But by 1989-90, he became uh, more or less a regular And boy, did he produce 40 goals for the Islanders in 1991-92, 38 in 92-93, and then had 14 points in 18 playoff games uh, in the Islanders' magical run to the conference final back in 1993, add another 30 goals in 93-94, and then some injuries slow him down, and he is traded late in the 96-97 season after scoring 23 goals in 70 games uh, to the Hartford Whalers. Later played for the Maple Leafs and Blues before playing in the minors and briefly in Germany uh, before hanging up his skates after the 03-04 season. And you know, Derek King uh, you know took over as as head coach of the Blackhawks. In 2021-2022, he was an assistant coach and a head coach in the AHL for many years before that. So here's a guy who has been very active in hockey even up until very recently. 830 career NHL games, 261 goals, 612 points. And, you know, he had a lot of really great games. Seven career NHL hat tricks, six of them with the Islanders. Uh just showing you his value and probably the best game of his career a four goal game on new year's eve of 1991 december 31st 1990 at the coliseum in a 6-3 islanders win over the quebec nordique so happy birthday to Derek king he is our islanders birthday of the day That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We will be back on Monday with our key takeaways from this game against Montreal, plus all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings, trade rumors, injury news, anything that's going on about your Islanders, we'll have it here on the Locked On Islanders Podcast. Until then, have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.